This is another sports podcast. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another day of sports podcast. I am Drew Torres here with Money Mike Gilchrist, and here we are returning for season five of another damn sports podcast. We always begin the show at the beginning of the NFL season, the the time of year where all of the fun football talk begins, and it's going to begin now on another damn sports podcast. And everybody listening and watching to this podcast is lucky because Money Mike is back. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing great. I'm so excited for another damn sports podcast season five. We have come a so far from when we started this thing because both of us had very shitty teams at the start of this podcast and we were basically like only optimistic for like one week and then in the rest of it was just despair that people had to endure for 16 17 weeks a season of us talking about how crappy our teams are but uh we both are going into this year coming off of playoff appearances both went to the divisional round and both feel optimistic about our teams going into the season Maybe cautious optimism, but it's optimism nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I, th- this is definitely the most positive we have ever felt at the beginning of an ADSP season. But obviously, we'll go into the details of how we feel about that, how cautious, how nervous we are to see if our teams can repeat the success that they showed last season. But before we do that, Money Mike, how have you been, man? It's been a while since our listeners and viewers have gotten a dose of Money Mike. What's uh, what's new in your life? Are you enjoying life? Shout out to Sir Burrito Bandit in the chat with the subscription saying, let's go Giants, fuck Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. That's right. He's ready for football. Money Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I mean, I think the last time we did a show, it was either right after or during the Celtics playoff run. So that unfortunately did not end the way I had thought all season long. I thought the Celtics really were built to win the NBA championship. And unfortunately, the Miami Heat went on this incredible run and then you know, lost to a much better Denver team. Um, and there hasn't been much to talk about this baseball season for the Boston Red Sox. I mean, they've been up and down, but they've uh, done nothing but beat up the Yankees this year, which you and I got to witness firsthand at Fenway Park, our first time ever going there. That was certainly uh, an experience that I'll never forget as a Red Sox fan. You know, my first time at Fenway beating the Yankees 15 to 5, calling a grand slam seconds before it happened. Uh, <laughs> you are my witness to that moment. Uh, so that was fun. That was a good thing to do this summer. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, even though they, they even though the Red Sox are not that good this year and they most likely won't make the playoffs, they're kind of on the outside looking in. That was a, I, I look back at this baseball season as a success. My first time to Fenway Park, the Yankees won't win the World Series. And that's all I ask for every <laughs> season is just if the Red Sox can't win, as long as the Yankees don't, I'm happy. Yeah, that's true. As long as your heated rival, which Sir Burrito Bandit in the chat is a fan, fan of, is not successful, then you are a happy well, man. You know, he's not happy with the Yankees as he should not be. I mean, they're 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 awful. They're absolutely terrible. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that as someone who hates the Yankees. I'm saying that as somebody who, if I were to, if I was running the New York Yankees, I would be disgusted and I would voluntarily quit because they are so awful. You know, yeah. if George Steinbrenner were still alive, Aaron Boone would no longer be the manager, and every player would be cut except for the Aaron, except for Aaron Judge, maybe their bullpen, and yeah. Garrett Cole. That's it. I, so I have been hearing it relentlessly from burrito actually throughout this entire season just going off about how terrible the yankees management has been how poorly they've been running this team how there has to be a lot of changes and i'm sure those changes are going to come because we were looking at the ale standings last night actually and i was like this is the reverse of what you have seen 
for the past, I don't even know how many years, right? The Orioles are on top with the Rays in second. Blue Jays are in third, which is fair. That That's that's typically how it goes. And then Red Sox in fourth and Yankees in fifth. That's such a crazy way that this division is turning out. The standings are pretty much a mirror of what they normally are. I don't know if you can see this. No, uh, you can't, you can't really see it, now. It, it, yeah. It's a Venn diagram. And it's probably not going to pick up on my phone. Oh, there we go. Okay, you can see it. That's the Yankees. And here's what it says, okay? Everyone knows how a Venn diagram works. You have the uh, two opposites uh, on the other side, and then in the middle is their their similarity. So the New York Mets, for their difference from the Yankees, has plays in Queens. And for the Yankees, it's plays in the Bronx. And here are their similarities. Sub-500, $290 million payroll, bottom 10 in hits and batting average, and they're both a disgrace to New York. (laughs) Oh man, that's tough. Burrito's like, don't talk shit about my city like that, man. Uh, in I'm terms not talking of about the city, I'm talking about the team that you that, you're, <laughs> that they represent. Fair and enough. It, 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 it's not a uh, it's not a shot at the Yankees, really. It's more of just pointing out the the facts. I mean, both the Mets and Yankees this year are awful. Yeah, exactly. they just are. They're just awful. The Red Sox aren't that much better. They're just a little bit better, which I can at least be happy about that. But no, the, the Yankees and the Mets are just bad. And they were both projected to be pretty good this year, especially the Mets. So it's just it, oh, there's yeah, a the lot Mets, of the Mets traded their two star pitchers because they were doing so awful. They're like, oh, let's stop paying these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's it's absolutely tough. Shout out to Madden and Dave in the chat. Madden saying, but only a fan of a scrub team has a goal of no Yankees winning, and I am okay if my team sucks. So he is saying that it is pitiful, Mike, that you care so much about his team being bad. Well, what I'll, I will just say this. I have two outcomes I hope for every baseball season. Either the Red Sox win the World Series or the Yankees don't. So if I get one of those two outcomes, I'm happy. It's called rivalry, Madden. These, uh, yeah. these two teams hate each other. I feel like the, the, uh, the fans at Fenway when we went to the game couldn't have gotten heated because the game was just so bad. It's like, what leg did the Yankees have to stand on at that point in time? They were just getting destroyed. Well, I mean, case in point, one of our good friends that was there with us rooting for the Yankees couldn't even stay the whole game. He left after the fourth inning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a rough experience for him, a fun experience for you. And hopefully everybody listening to this podcast and watching currently is going to have a fun experience. As we talk today, we're going to focus solely around the more exciting conference of the NFL this season. I think everybody is assuming that the AFC is going to be much more exciting when it comes to parity, when it comes to competition. A lot of different teams that are going to be vying for that singular spot in the Super Bowl uh, early next year. It's going to be such an exciting te- uh, season on the AFC side. So we're going to dive into the details there. Uh, Money Mike, being the selfish bastard as he, that he is, didn't ask me about how I've been doing since the last time we did a podcast. So uh, just to let you know, I've been doing well. Uh, life's been good. Uh, in terms of sports, not much going on around this time of year. In terms of sports, uh, some exciting UFC cards have gone on. Sean O'Malley just won the bantamweight title against Aljamain Sterling this past Saturday, which was exciting and definitely unexpected by a lot of people. Um, the Buffalo Bandits did end up winning the championship, which I think we did talk about a little bit <laughs> during the last show that we did. Uh, the um, uh, U.S. women's soccer team, unfortunately, had a disappointing outing out in Australia in the Women's World Cup. Um, but other than that, not not a lot going on in the sp- sports world, right, Mike? It's kind of the, the dead zone time of year, unless you're a huge baseball fan. I'll say once again, the NFL offseason has been more interesting than a lot of live sports that are going on. It's just, it's just the fact of the reality. There was that interesting NBA story with James Harden calling his GM a liar <laughs> and the investigation <laughs> going on with that. Now he's fined $100 million for... For saying that yeah. um 
100 million. No, but, Wait, yeah, you say 100 it, million dollars? Something like that, yeah. Maybe it's hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. I was gonna say hundred million is a little much, man. <laughs> hundred thousand dollars is probably what you meant. <laughs> yeah, probably that. Sorry, but Buddy Mike is rusty. We're, we're we're still getting our uh, getting our groove it 100, going. Uh, it was a hundred something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. More than one Benjamin Franklin on that one. Yeah. No, that's that's entirely fair. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting topic but in terms of nba offseason it doesn't really get fully interesting until you start seeing seeing all the different players jumping between teams when everything is kind of opened up from a free agency standpoint i think at this point they're the only interesting thing going on right now is the preseason of the nfl there's a lot of big news stories i saw just very recently that sam darnold was named the backup in san francisco which means the trey lance project in san francisco ends before it really even started what are your thoughts on that I mean, what a fall from from grace for this kid. I mean, he was drafted like what third overall, mm-hmm. and then gets hurt, uh, and then uh, you know now is the third string guy. Like it's just like just nothing's seemed to have gone right for him. But he didn't look good at all in the preseason game he played, and he didn't look good uh, in the games that he started last year before he got injured. So yeah, it's just you know unfortunately they thought they needed someone more dynamic than Jimmy Garoppolo at the time that they drafted him. You know, they just came off of a Super Bowl loss where really Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback play in the fourth quarter kept them from winning the game. Um, and um, also Patrick Mahomes is just amazing. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that was what they felt they needed to maybe get over the top. And I don't, just don't think it's working out. But fortunately, Shanahan's such a great offensive coach that, you know, Brock Purdy, who was their last pick, was able to come in and just kind of play seamlessly. Will he have the same seamless success this year? We'll talk about that next week, but it's, uh, yeah, Sam Darnold, I think, is somebody who, I mean, he has the right tools at his disposal, just he has not been in the right atmospheres yeah, um, for success. I mean, he, he was with the Jets when they were really just awful um, and poorly ran, and then Carolina just the last few years hasn't been great. Maybe they'll turn it around with having Frank Reich as the, uh, the new head coach, yeah. but at least at the time that Sam Darnold was there, it wasn't really a well-ran organization and they were going through an ownership change and all that so it just he hasn't been in the right circumstance so if he gets an opportunity in san francisco maybe he'll do well under uh shanahan yeah i would agree with every every point that you made there and that's actually a good segue there with frank reich uh to talk about his former team the indianapolis colts who kind of started a huge conversation surrounding the nfl universe i guess we would say in terms of the current state of the running back position jonathan taylor obviously is at the center of those conversations talking about how he wants to move on from the Colts and how he thinks he deserves to be paid more money, how he deserves to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. Um, obviously, there's some debate around that that talking point, but I think I want to uh, kind of talk about the bigger picture here. Now, obviously, the running back position is one that's kind of struggling as the NFL continues to progress towards a more pass-happy league. What do you think is the kind of the solution here? Because the running backs, for sure, are by far one of the most valuable uh, players on the field when they are elite and way when they are in their prime and impacting their team in the way that they can. But that period of impact can be shortened by the nature of the position, right? They take hits constantly. They get injured very quickly. And just being able to play at the top of your game at the running back position is so much more difficult than a lot of other positions in football. Mike, do you think there's some sort of way that the NFL needs to restructure the way that they pay running backs? Do you think that just the running back position is just forever going to be kind of an uh, underappreciated position going forward because of how the game is? 
I, I'm I'm afraid that they, you know, if they don't do something, like if they just ignore this issue, that kids coming up won't want to be running backs, and it's going to become less and less of a valued position that way. Um, you know, because from a business standpoint, I totally see where these GMs are coming from. It's a very depreciative position from where they start to where, you know, they've been in the league. They get a lot of wear and tear a lot faster than some other positions. So I would think the solution would be, I don't know if they're going to be able to get this through or not, but I would think that the solution should be they get paid more at the start of their careers, like their rookie contracts, especially if you're a high draft running back. Like maybe that's how they can do it. Like your your first year contract is a lot bigger than it would be if you were just like a even a quarterback or, or a receiver or a guard or something like that. And then you, so that way they've gotten their their payday right at the beginning and then after that if they're depreciated or anything but it's gonna be hard to structure that because how do you you know a bigger um, risk to invest in a yeah back i mean how do, you, how do you justify paying somebody so much money when you haven't seen them play yet you yeah. know what i mean like so it's it's really it, it, it's sad to say that you know over the last 10 years every position in football on average is making more money than they did 10 years ago except for running backs who are making less yeah like that's insane to think about but at the same time you have these guys, the way that they're structured now is they get these guys cheap on their rookie deals. Then they're able to tag them once and then they can tag them again. So they're never, these GMs are never put in a position to pay them a big contract ever. So maybe, I mean, I, I've always hated the whole idea of the franchise tag. I feel like that's something that's just kind of ridiculous. Like you draft somebody, maybe you have the rights to them for the first, let's say five years or even three years. And then after that, there's no such thing as a franchise tag. And then that's a way to, but I think they want to try to keep players on the same team as long as they possibly can. Yeah. And, and, and they, obviously they don't want it from the NBA where players are switching teams every year. Right. No, and nobody wants that, but obviously GMs are going to use the Zeke Elliott formula as kind of like the, yeah, see, we paid this guy and then he ended up sucking. We had to let him go. And now he's on the Patriots. Right. So it's like, it, it it's damned if you do damned if you don't now it, i feel like the running back situation is a very difficult situation that everybody's trying to navigate but at the end of the day i just hope we still keep seeing these electric players one of them being Bijan robinson who's the new rookie that atlanta took early on in the first round hopefully he lives up to the hype and we'll we'll talk a lot more about him next week as we talk about the nfc south um yeah yeah, I yeah. mean, and, and the other, you, you point out the Ezekiel Elliott thing as an example, but you also have the Le'Veon Bell as the example for, well, don't hold out because you'll see what happened to him. Yeah, so they're, they're in a bad position both ways. It's like, hey, if you hold out, you're going to end up like Le'Veon Bell where you were a superstar and all of a sudden you're a scrub. And if you get this big contract and then you suck, then we're stuck with this. So it really is not, no, there's no really good spot there's no easy answer. to go right now. Yeah, absolutely not. All right, well, speaking of no easy answer, we're going to start off our uh, predictions for this season for the AFC and start with the, uh, I would say the division in the, the entire NFL, whether AFC, NFC, whatever, that is by far the most interesting. The one that obviously the NFL finds very interesting too, because they have one of the teams on hard knocks. Uh, there are some elite quarterbacks within this division. Uh, all four teams have some sort of aspect to them where you could say, okay, like clearly they have at least some of the pieces to be able to make a run. Even the worst team that we're, we're both of us are most likely going to predict. There's always that one factor, right? That That is like, okay, well, they'll still be able to figure it out. And that is the AFC East. So we're going to start here with the AFC East. And Money Mike is a big fan of one of the teams in the AFC East, and that is the Buffalo Bills. I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about them. Uh, let me just set the stage real quick. The Buffalo Bills coming off of their 
uh, one of their consecutive division wins this past season. It was kind of a close race with the Miami Dolphins until towards the end of the season when injuries plagued them at the quarterback position. Tua Tango-Vailoa suffered two concussions last season, which forced them to uh, go with, uh, I don't even remember the backup's name at this point, um, in the playoffs. Bills and Dolphins actually faced each other in the playoffs because the Dolphins had the wild card, and it was a much more closely contested game than we thought it was going to be. And then the following week, after the Bills snuck by with the win against the Dolphins, they ended up just getting decimated by the Bengals at their home stadium in the snow, and it was a disappointing end for Bills Mafia. The New York Jets, they ended up signing Aaron Rodgers over over the offseason. They are on hard knocks. Everybody in the NFL is talking about how these new-look Jets are going to look, probably because they're the team with the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They have not made the playoffs since 2010. They are ready. The Jets fans are ready for some success, and they are hoping Aaron Rodgers will be able to do so. But there are some questions around their offensive line. Just signed Dalvin Cook not too long ago. Interesting situation. And then finally with the Patriots. Well, it's very weird to be in this position, but I think they're the consensus number four team in this conference. Uh, just not a lot of interesting pieces on their team. Um, if it wasn't for Bill Belichick, I think this team would be viewed as by far one of the worst in the NFL, at least from a roster on paper standpoint. Um, Mac Jones, he's got a lot to prove this season, and uh, we'll see if he'll be able to do that. So, Money Mike, I don't know how do you want to set up these predictions if you want to go uh one one by one by one maybe starting from the bottom going up yeah and i think that i think it's already clear from your intro to this division patriots are number four yeah like patriots are number four (laughs) it's weird you know if if you had told me that we'd be picking the patriots to be worse than the afc east even three or four years ago i'd be like yeah okay sure Uh (laughs) uh-huh but no it's yeah i mean last year they had a defensive coordinator and a failed head coach Joe, uh, you know, judge from the, the Giants calling plays for Mac Jones and it just didn't work. Yeah, not at you all. Know? And so <laughs> they brought back Bill O'Brien, who, uh, you know, former offensive coordinator for the Patriots when Tom Brady was there uh, around the time where they were going to the Super Bowl against the Giants the second time around. Um, so he's had success with the New England Patriots organization. He then had success with the Texans. I mean, he, when he was the head coach of the Texans, the Texans were winning the division almost every single year. Yeah. So the guy knows what he's doing. So at least they have somebody competent in the building to help Mac Jones, you know, do the best he can. And then they bring in Juju Smith Schuster from Kansas city. I don't know if that was necessarily the best move for him. He probably should have hung out at Kansas city where he could still be winning super bowls, but Hey, he want, he left Pittsburgh. He demonstrated his talents in Kansas city last year. And then he got a, a payday from the Patriots. And as we mentioned, Ezekiel Elliott brought in, he's not being brought in to be the starting running back. He's probably going to be like the third down back or like the goal line back probably going to be about all he does. So, but New England's defense will always be very very well ran because Bill Belichick is one of the best defensive minds in the history of the NFL. So, I think the Patriots will be one of those teams that will be a tough team to beat every single week. But just in terms of this division, there's just there's such a talent gap between the other three teams and the New England Patriots, I feel like. So, I feel like the Patriots are that team that when you you see on your schedule to play them, you're like you're still thinking, "Oh, fuck." But, you know, <laughs> It's not like, uh, oh, this is a guaranteed loss uh, yeah. when you're a fan looking at your team's schedule going into the year and be like, well, we play the Patriots in week 12, so not winning that one, especially right. since we're going to New England. It's not that way anymore. So, yeah, I think that I, I see the Patriots being a team that's like 7-10 and 10 this year. I think that's yeah. a fair record for them. That's what I have them at. But that's clearly fourth in this division. I would agree. Uh, Madden brings up in chat that the Pats have 
could have a top three defense. I would agree with that 100%. I think if this was a, the NFL of old, that would definitely propel your team upwards to, I think, uh, maybe even to the playoffs, even just on defense alone and maybe even far into the playoffs. But I think with just how the NFL is changing, if you have an elite defense, sometimes that still isn't able to get you over the hump, especially in one of the hardest divisions in the NFL, if not the hardest division in the NFL. Um, I would agree with you, Mike. I think they're going to come in fourth. I think they're... Uh, record is going to be around that seven to 10 mark, probably a middling record, which means that this division is going to be good if they're coming in fourth with that type of record. Um, yeah. And, and the thing to keep in mind too, for this division is that every division plays an out of conference division on their schedule and they play the NFC East and the NFC East is by far and away the best division in the NFC. Right. So, you know, you, that's going to be tough to add on to it as well. I mean, they have to play the Eagles and they play the Cowboys. The Giants are a formidable foe, no matter what you say. Um, made the <laughs> last year. But they also play the Chargers. They play the Steelers. They play the Chiefs. They play the Bills twice, the Jets twice, and the Dolphins twice. So they have a really you know tough schedule. And then the other teams that they play, you know, the Saints are a question mark, but the Saints have the potential to be pretty good. Um, and then they play the Raiders. Nah. Um, Washington, yeah, Colts, man. So they have some easy games on their schedule. So that's where, like, of the seven wins, they're going to get wins in those games. But it's like, who are they going to beat in the top tier? And now we both know this. It's any given Sunday. Yeah. But not only are they in a tough division, they're in a fantastic conference. I mean, the AFC is just loaded with talent yeah. across the board. So, I mean, every division seems to have, except with the, with the exception of your division, at least three teams you could be like, I could see them making the playoffs legitimately. Yeah, no, exactly. And we'll, we'll dive deeper into that. Let's uh, move to number three. I'll go first here. So I think this might uh, bring some surprise to some viewers and some listeners, but I'm actually throwing the New York Jets at number three here. Um, I think the Aaron Rodgers experience is going to be very similar to what we saw last year with the Packers. Um, their roster is at least their offense on the offensive side of the ball. I think it's very similar other than the fact that they have Garrett Wilson, who obviously is still young and has to be proven. Um, obviously there were, there are some inklings that the offensive line is not as good as uh, you would like it to be, especially for an aging quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. and they're the jets. I need to see that with the inclusion of a quarterback that obviously is different from every quarterback we have seen on the jets in a very, very, very long time. I need to see it happen first. I think it's a believe it when I see it type thing because this organization has struggled for so long and struggled mightily. So I'm going to put them at three here. I still think they do make the playoffs. Um, I think they are going to be able to get that one of those last wildcard spots. I do think three or two wildcard spots are going to be in this division. Uh, but I'm putting the Jets at three. What do you think? So I have this is where we start to part ways now. I, yes. uh, I have the Miami Dolphins at third. And the okay. reason I have the Miami Dolphins at third, I understand they have, you know, Waddle and Hill, and they, you know, they, they, there are rumors that they could get Jonathan Taylor. Now again, if they get Taylor, this might change my my viewpoint because that offense would just be probably unstoppable. But Tua's health is such a question mark for me. He takes one more hit and gets another concussion, his career would be over, I would think. Yeah. And I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the one who brings them over the top. Actually, he's not even on there anymore. He's not. He's on the Lions now. So yeah, he won't be the guy. I don't even know who the Dolphins' backup is now. But you know, yeah, it was Teddy Bridgewater last year, and I don't think he played in the see. playoff game. It was they had a third string guy play for them. Um, so I just I I, I Miami's one of those 
teams to me is like, can they stay healthy? Because if they can stay healthy, I think they this is really going to be a three-team race between the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. And I, when I'm looking at their three schedules, I was like, okay, the Jets' schedule is really tough at the very beginning. The Bills' schedule is really tough towards the end. And the Dolphins is kind of like it goes up and down. Like It's kind of like a very balanced schedule, which could play in their favor in this three-team race. Yeah, but Mike I White just... is the backup, by the way. It's Mike White, and then Skylar oh, okay. Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from being the... the backup to just okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, and... he's he's at least yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I would say, I just for me, it's Miami is one of those prove it to me teams too. I know they were in the playoffs last year. I just prove to me that you can stay healthy, yeah. and you guys can stay on the field. And if you can stay on the field, then okay. And I, I, I could do concede the points about the Jets. They are a huge question mark. They could be all hype, but I do think there's some legitimacy to their hype, and I will explain that when I tell you where I have them. So Okay. Well, uh, Money Mike has Miami at number three. Uh, moving on to number two, I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think as long it's a big with a big caveat, because you're right, Tua needs to stay healthy for this team to be as successful as they can be. Because if Tua is healthy and he plays to the way that he was last year, then I think this team is going to really uh, put themselves in a position to potentially win the division with how good um, their their offensive starters are. Uh, their defense, even though Jalen Ramsey was a great addition, it's unfortunate that he, he's not going to be able to sit, uh, play for them because uh, he, he ended up suffering an injury, correct, Jalen Ramsey, which was a big yeah. hit to their defense. But regardless, they're still going to be solid, and I think they'll be good at number two. What are your thoughts? Well, I... I think that the Miami Dolphins, like I said, I have them at three because of the question marks of that. I don't know how good their defense is going to be. I think it's going to be very competitive. I, I think that they um, still have a lot of talent on their defensive end, and I know that everyone's hyped about their offense. But again, is it, it, my question for them is can they stay healthy? So for me at number two, I have, and I know you don't have them at number two. I know where you have them. I have <laughs> the Buffalo Bills finishing second. Yeah, I have the Buffalo Bills finishing second. And the reason I have the Bills finishing, I, I actually, I have the Bills winning the opener against the Jets. Because the Jets' offensive line is terrible, and the Bills have a good front. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers and the team won't be in sync in that first game. And it's going to be a big news story, like, oh, look at the Jets. They get beat at home by the Buffalo Bills. It's still the Bills' division, yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. The Jets' schedule is really tough early because um, this is their start. They play the Bills, and then they go to Dallas. Then they play Bill Belichick. Then they play the Chiefs, and then they go <laughs> at Denver with the altitude. I love that you Sean say Payton Bill Belichick. You just don't even say the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah then they play the eagles the giants and the chargers but then they yeah. play the raiders they get their second chance crack at the bills and they beat the bills last year with wilson as quarterback and he stinks so i i could see them if they were gonna lose that first game of the bills i could see them winning that second game yeah. and they play miami that's tough but then this is the stretch that they end the season with right falcons texans second look at miami washington cleveland bill belichick so you know <laughs> So, just, so just, Jets... just clone Bill Belichick and put him out on the field. We don't even need any other players. Mac Jones, who? We'll just put Bill Belichick right. at quarterback. Yeah. So 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 the Jets schedule starts off rocky. Yeah. And I don't think they're gonna offer to the strongest start, but if they can weather the storm, they have a very like stretch where they can really gain some momentum in this division race between these three teams. But the Bills, this is how they end their season. They end their season at Eagles, at Chiefs, Dallas, at Chargers, Bill Belichick at Miami. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they, that is a tough way to end the season. And so I, this is how I feel the season's going to go. I feel like it's going to be Bills start off strong, Jets yeah. start off weak, Dolphins are like in the middle, 
and, and, like in between those two in the race. But then the Jets are going to catch momentum at the end. And since I'm already talking about it, I'll just do it. I have the Jets winning the division because Aaron Rodgers being there, he has won two of the last three MVPs. Last year, he clearly didn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. Yeah. And anybody that's ever gone to work at a job and has had a really great attitude one day and a really bad attitude uh, the other day, where were you more productive? When you went in with a really good attitude and you were happy to be there. When you don't yeah. want to be someplace anymore and y- y- you have a bad attitude about it, you don't care as much. You don't pay attention to the, like, the details. You let some things go that you wouldn't normally if you actually cared. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers really just had checked out mentally. Yeah. And where was Aaron Rodgers most successful? When he really was motivated and wanted to prove people wrong. When he came in for Brett Favre and everyone was like, oh, he'll never be as good as Brett. Like he was... You know, he thought he was going to be a top 10 draft pick, and he fell in pick number 24. So when he had that chip on his shoulder, he really excelled and was able to win a Super Bowl early early in his career. Then he became, you know, MVP and everything like that. He started to kind of become – he cared about other things. But then what happened? Jordan Love gets drafted in the first round. So what does Aaron Rodgers do to respond to that? Wins back-to-back league MVPs. So when he's motivated, he's a dangerous quarterback still. And he wants to prove to people that he still has it because he's hurt. He hears he's like Kevin Durant. He hears all of the bad stuff and it sits with him. Probably bothers him more than it should. But when he's motivated, he is really dangerous. And so I think that he is taking this very seriously. We've seen all summer. He's going to all these different events in New York City, really ingratiating himself in the city of New York. I know they play in New Jersey. Get over it. He's in New York. All right. He, he doesn't look like a hippie anymore. He's gone to all their off-season uh, workouts that weren't even mandatory, but he's been there. He didn't do that in Green Bay. He didn't play in the That's preseason true. in Green Bay. And he's going to play in the preseason for the Jets this Saturday against the New York Giants. So he's invested and he cares. Like I said, their offensive line is not very good right now, and they even called that out in hard knocks from the head coach. But if they can weather the storm of their first six games and come out of that three and three or better, I think it's a great sign for the New York Jets. And if they're able to win that first game against the Bills, I feel 10 times the amount of confidence I have in them that they're going to win the division. So I think that the Bills are still going to be very good. Josh Allen is still, you know, he should be your, if you're in a fantasy draft and you it's a quarterback heavy league, you should pick Josh Allen. If Patrick Mahomes isn't available and that's it. Yeah. You know, he's, right. he's, he's a top three quarterback. You can argue if Jalen Hurts is better than him or whatever, or Joe Burrow, Josh Allen yeah. is, or Joe Burrow, yeah. yeah. But, I'm, but I'm talking about fantasy. I mean, you know, well, Burrow's pretty damn good too in fantasy. But it, Allen, yeah. really does well with his legs too. That's the that's the kind of the differentiator. But yeah, yeah. So I think the Bills will still be good. But there is something that I the reason I have the Bills second also is I think wherever there's smoke, there's fire. And with the Stefan Diggs being unhappy stuff, like they're they're smiling and like saying, "Oh, it's not a big deal now," but there's some frustration in Buffalo because I think that fans and the players know that they had a window of opportunity to win a championship and it's closing. Right. And it, it's more closed than people might want to admit in Buffalo. I mean, you Honestly, might be able to, you, you might hear that a lot from, from Bill's fans. You hear that a lot from Bill's fans legitimately. I think they kind of share that same sentiment that they're nervous because they know they have a team that's very, very good. That's amazing. Um, but they can't just can't seem to figure it out when it matters most in the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm obviously, like you said, I'm putting the Bills at number one. Um, I'm just going with uh, the team in this division that has the best quarterback, in my opinion, 
and I think Josh is going to be able to will them to another division title, even with some of the, um, I guess maybe some of the downgrades on their roster, especially at linebacker. Uh, but I think they'll still find a way to get it done. It really shows the difference in preparation here that Money Mike, he goes through to do this. He goes through every single game and picks a winner and figures out the, the, the standings that way by doing a full mock in his mind. Yep. Whereas me, yep. I just kind of come into the episode and I'm like, eh, I think this team will win. Yeah, yeah and, and and you end up being more accurate than me. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so who's, whose method is better? Who knows? Yeah. So so for the so record wise, this is how I have them. I have the Jets finishing at twelve and five. I have the Bills finishing at ten and seven. The Dolphins also at ten and seven, and the Patriots at seven and ten. All and, right. And for those of you who are like, oh, he's just a biased New York Giants fan. Going into the season, I might change this opinion in a couple weeks. But going into the season, looking at the Bills Giants game, I picked the Bills to win that game. Looking at it objectively, going into there the you season, go. there you the go. The Giants are as good as I think they can be. I'm a, I'll definitely change that on the week that we actually pick that game. Funny Mike is um, the most level-headed reporter you will ever you will ever see in the media. I'm telling you, he, he is all about the facts. Yes. No fake news. No fake news. Eli's Eli's the best quarterback of all time. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, moving on from the AFC East, we're going to talk about the division that matters. Damn it! This is the division that everybody is just waiting and hoping that they can see as many primetime games as possible because it is stacked with talent, stacked with teams that are going to be at the top, and stacked with... I can't even keep going with this bit. This fucking division is going to suck. But we have the Jacksonville Jaguars in this division, who everybody is picking to, to win the division because we were able to have this glorious comeback last season winning... I don't know, I can't remember if it was seven out of eight games, something along those lines. We were able to will our way into the playoffs with some luck of the Tennessee Titans dealing with injury after injury after injury. Win a playoff game in the most exciting fashion possible, coming back from a 20 to 27 to 0 deficit against the LA Chargers. Such a wild storybook ending to the season, even though we did end up losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion Chiefs. So is this this season going to be different, Money Mike? Is the are, are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to win the division? We will start going from bottom to top and see if that's the case. So who is going to come in number four for the AFC South? All right. So at number four, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just going to say four and three just because I have them at the same record, and I think they're both equal levels of pathetic. I have yeah. the Texans and the Colts. No particular order there. I mean, <laughs> got to give an official order. Better. You got to give an yeah. official order. All right, so I'll say the Indianapolis Colts will be number four. Okay. All right. Doesn't believe in um, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson's a huge question mark for me. Um, he's not being played at all in the preseason because they want to shock the world with him, I guess. I don't know. But I, I have written off the Indianapolis Colts. I, I just don't think that they're really good at all. The fact that Jonathan Taylor is just so desperate to get out of there, I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, I guess this – there's some other stuff going on there. Maybe it's not just the running back thing. So, because um, it's one thing to demand to be paid. It's another thing to be like, you know what? F these guys. I'm going somewhere else. Because somewhere else might not pay you a big contract either. Uh, Who they so, end up hiring as their coach again? I don't even. Uh, it was the one of the coordinators from Philadelphia. I don't know if it was their offensive coordinator. Oh, or the defense coordinator. that's right. Yep. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. One went to Arizona. The other one went to Indianapolis. Yikes. Um, yeah. The Texans and Colts are going to be really bad. Yeah, the Texans got the 49ers defensive coordinator. And since he played for the Texans, that's, you know, a reason I'll give them the edge over. And plus, I think C.J. Stroud, at least he's a more proven commodity than Anthony Richardson. 
you know, yeah. he, he almost defeated the, you know, two-time champion Georgia Bulldogs uh, for Ohio State. He pretty much carried them in that in that game where Ohio State really had a chance to really win um, and should have won, but didn't. And um, I, 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 again, I have them both having the same record. They're both going to win four games to my estimation. You know, I, I think they're both going to be really bad. So yeah. that's – they both stink. You go ahead. <laughs> I think – Going forward, I'm not going to be as excited hearing about teams hiring defensive minds as as uh, head coaches anymore. I just don't no. get as excited anymore. Like like if we're talking about the offensive coordinator of the say the the Bengals or something, like like, like that sounds a lot more interesting these days, especially with the NFL going forward than the defensive coordinator of uh, the 49ers or something. You know. Um, in terms of who I'm picking for three and four, yeah, I'll probably I'll do the reverse just to just for parity's sake. I'll do the Colts at three and the Texans at four. Uh, no particular reason. I think they're both gonna be pretty bad. If the Jags drop any games to either of them, I'm gonna be pissed this season because there there's no excuse. Like the, our roster is better than both of those teams from top to bottom, and I don't know if we've ever been able to say that <laughs> ever. Uh, at least as long as I've been a fan. Um, so yeah, uh, Colts and Texans at three and four uh mike i'll let you go next well watch this be the year that the colts finally win at jacksonville uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would make zero sense uh so i have the titans at, at, in second place i think that the, the the titans are going to be better than people might give them credit for i think people have like the texans from the last like six weeks in their mind when they're thinking of this team um and that was because like you said it was because of injuries and you still have a great head coach in Mike Vrabel. I think he's a, a really good head coach in the NFL. Um, and I think that you still have um, a, a culture of players there who like who know what it's like to win games. So that's that's very valuable. Um, and their schedule's not that difficult. So I feel like the Titans are going to be kind of like the New England Patriots where they're going to be a team that you play that you're like, okay, we have a really good chance to win this week, but they're not going to be an easy team to beat. Um, and I think that they're going to have nine wins, and I think that's going to be just short of making the playoffs in the AFC. But yeah. I think that they can. I, I I see them being nine. I think that for the for the Titans, their window for me, I have them at nine and eight. But I could see them being a team that's like seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight. I don't see them getting to ten wins though. I feel like nine is their ceiling. Yeah, no, that that's entirely fair. And, and as a Jacksonville fan, you're always kind of nervous, regardless of what the state of the division looks like when you play the Titans. Like I think we're yeah, I think we're gonna. Lose, I think you'll lose to them once. I yeah, still think I, you'll lose to them once. We're gonna frustratingly drop a game to them, and I'm gonna be very angry about it. Um, but I just I don't see how the Jaguars don't win this division, and if they don't, it's gonna be literally the most disappointed I will have ever been as a Jaguars fan. And I experienced the 2017 AFC Championship game in person, so that that's that's saying something. Um, yeah. so. I'm definitely putting Jacksonville at one and the Titans at two. Fuck the Titans. I hope they end up at four, to be honest. Um, but two is most likely where they're going to end up. Jacksonville, man, there, there's. I've literally never been this excited and this nervous for the start of a season. There is so yeah. much hype around this team. Colin Cowherd is coming out and saying that Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley are the second best wider city for a quarterback duo in the NFL, which is absolute insanity. Like, People got to chill, man. Like, th this team is good. Trevor Lawrence, he's got to take a step step up or else 
uh, it's it's going to be a lot of the same old Jags because if he doesn't continue his trajectory, then there's it, it doesn't matter how much hype is around this team, they're they're going to fall when they're um, against teams that they're not supposed to. So we've yeah. mentioned it before: the addition of Calvin Ridley can bring us to the next level. The defense is still going to be okay. I think that's something that isn't talked about much: is our defense is still going to be middle of the road. We didn't make any big signings um we we were kind of just still working with the same defense that, that we had last year which was really good at taking the ball away but we we gave up a lot of points we gave up a lot of yards so it put a lot of pressure on trevor and the offense to kind of make up for it so i'm i won't be surprised if we're thrown in the same position but i still think the team is good enough to win this really shitty division because we came in first last year that gives us a tougher schedule this year so we still have to play some great teams like the bills like the chiefs like the Bengals. Uh, so it, all of that's going to be tough, but in reality, we should have five wins locked in from yeah. our division. Not, so. not only that, you play the your division that you play is the NFC the South. Is, is, is the NFC South who stink? <laughs> so that's also. And here's the thing about your your you mentioned the tough schedule because you came in first place, but if you really look at it, okay, all of your really tough games: the Bills, the 49ers, the Bengals, and the Chiefs right? And the Ravens, those are really five really good teams. All five you play at home. Yeah, that helps because, a lot. I mean, and I, Bills, you, Bills, you play in London, but really that's a home game for the Jaguars. And we're so going to be there. Your, so, all, And you're going to be there. All your really <laughs> tough games you have at home. So let's say you win the five games that you should in your division. And let's say of the five games that you have against really tough teams at home, let's say you win at least three. Yeah. Right? That's eight wins right there. And then you have your road games that are really tough, you play the Cleveland Browns, who are a huge question mark. You play at Tampa Bay. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> you have you play at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's another question mark team. They're going to be a tough team to beat every week, but, you know, they're going to be challenging. Uh, but not that bad. But you put, you go to the Colts, you know. You, so your road schedule is not that tough. And then you play the Falcons also internationally. Um, so I just don't think that I, – I think that the, the, the thing for me – when I was analyzing the schedule was because I have, the, I don't, I don't think you'll want to hear this, but the Jags, I mean, you don't want to hear it because you don't want to get too excited. I think they're going to be 13 and four. Huh. I think Jeez. they're going to be 13. And I four can't even imagine what that's going to feel like watching a Jaguars team and go 13 and four. <laughs> I think on December 4th on Monday night football, you play a home game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that'll have huge number one seed implications. You'd be fighting for the number one seed. I think with Kansas city and Cincinnati, um, and I think that the winner of that game could be the one or the two seed. God, this is going to be a fun imagine, season, imagine Money Mike, if you were right. the road to the AFC going through Jacksonville. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a fun season if you're right. I really hope so. Shout out to Rob Hannon in the chat. You were just mentioning him the other day, uh, talking about, or earlier this this episode, talking about our, our time in uh, Fenway. Uh, yeah. he, he says that your beard looks thick. And he said, what's up, Legends? So shout out right. to our boy. Um, yeah, good. To go, always good to hear from Rob. And uh, like I said, we we had a great time at Fenway. At least I did. Uh, <laughs> it's a good memory to have uh, <laughs> with him. And I, I'll always be able to look back on that. And I'll I can always say, Hey, remember that time we went to Fenway? And he'll just be like, Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but he won the bet. He won the bet that we made going into that. Whoever scored first, I had to buy the other a beer. So I had to buy him a beer because the Yankees scored first in that in that onslaught. <laughs> that's true yeah like you couldn't at least just like start winning from the beginning red Sox. you, you force mike to have to spend money on a beer 
Well, you know what's funny is I, 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 Kristen was looking at the bet and she goes, "What a stupid bet! It's baseball. If they're up first and they score, you can't. You have no chance." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's 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 logic, well, I guess. He, he, he and I will have the same bet when the Red Sox go to Yankee Stadium. When we go one day, so hopefully the Red Sox score first in that, and it's it's an even split there. Hell yeah, I, I hope to uh, join you guys in that, and I'll uh, root for the Yankees because I I just root for the home team. <laughs> oh. Right. Yeah, it's more fun that way. All right. Speaking of fun, uh, the AFC West here. Uh, obviously, this one is a lot less interesting coming into the season as it was last year. Last year, there was a lot of hype. This was definitely by far the most hype division coming into the season. Everybody was saying that the Russell Wilson experience was going to come hot out of the gate. Uh, the Chargers were going to charge their their way into a potential division win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And even the Raiders uh, with Derek Carr making the playoffs the prior year, people thought that they could have could have made the playoffs as well. This season, a lot of question marks about every team that isn't the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Denver Broncos, they ended up firing Nathaniel Hackett, bringing in Sean Payton as their new, co- new coach. Sounds like Sean Payton is taking control, taking all of the ridiculousness surrounding the Russell Wilson situation, throwing it into the trash and kind of implementing his own process hopefully that turns their team around a little bit the uh las vegas raiders bringing in jimmy g as their new quarterback uh interested to see if that really makes much of a change in comparison to when Derek carr was there uh they lost darren waller to money mike's new york giants so uh interesting to see how their offense looks without him and the la chargers coming off of that very disappointing loss to the jacksonville jaguars this past playoffs, uh, as I mentioned before, blowing a 27-point lead and still keeping the same coach in Brandon Staley. Um, so, Money Mike, we'll start at four. Who do you think is going to come in last in this division? Um, so, for me, I have the Las Vegas Raiders coming in fourth. Um, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is not the Jimmy Garoppolo coming off of New England. Uh, there was more excitement, I think, about him at that point in his career. Uh, but I think that he's too injury prone. Like I, I, he's he liked Tua for me. I, I'm not confident he can stay healthy for a full season. Um, and so I don't know if is really Jimmy Garoppolo an update from Derek Carr. <laughs> no, I wouldn't no. say so. No. So like for me, I just think this division's too tough to. I, I think that Denver will be a little bit more improved than them from last season to this year. So that's why I would put them above the Raiders. I just don't. I, I just don't have the Raiders. I'm not high on them, to be honest with you. I feel like they're a 6-11, and 11, maybe at best 8-9. and nine, But yeah. I just, yeah, I, I'm not really high on the Raiders this year. I would agree. Uh, I think if there was ever an opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo to actually prove that he's a good quarterback and can be the centerpiece of a team, this is his one and only shot. Um, because yeah. obviously in San Francisco, he was kind of just the, he was the cog in the machine, the Kyle Shanahan machine. Uh, he never put up insane numbers, but he was able to do enough to kind of be successful in that uh, offensive setup. Now he's going to be the one that has to drive the ship with Josh Jacobs at running back and hoping that their defense can take a step up coming into the season. But I will agree with you. I'm going to put them at number four in this division. It's going to be close, though, um, because at number three, I'm going to be putting the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah. I just think Russell Wilson has lost it. If uh, Steve the Oracle Den Blaker was on this call, he would probably say the same thing. Um, I don't think Sean, even bringing in Sean Payton is going to reverse just the scar, the scars of what happened uh, last season with Russell Wilson, how much he struggled, how much he just looked like he didn't know how to play the quarterback position anymore. 
and they just they they don't have the weapons around them either really they, they they're still coming into the season with the same receivers correct they're still working with jerry judy and uh Cortland sutton as the guys yep. and i just don't know if those are the guys they're going to help them propel this offense to a point where they can give the defense a rest you know yeah i think from the head coaching standpoint sean payton is a upgrade from nathaniel hackett um of course but i i would have seen sean payton and i think i said this on the podcast at the time i was really thinking when the jaguars beat the chargers that they were going to fire their head coach and i was like they have to get sean payton if they can get sean hey sean payton paired with justin herbert that is going to be a lethal combination and I just don't feel like that combination with him and Russell Wilson is nearly the same level of le- <laughs> like lethal, like not at all. Um, I think that Russell Wilson will be at least a little bit better than last year, but yeah, not. He I, can I, only go not, up. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and um, look, Russell Wilson's peak was. I mean, he he. I think that <laughs> Russell Wilson, if he's still not good this year, I think he's exposed as like. He was only good on in Seattle, mostly because of their defense. I mean, if you look at that Super Bowl team that won, um, and then went to the Super Bowl again and lost when he threw the interception at the goal line, uh, they won a lot of games where they didn't score a ton of points. Like their final scores were like sixteen to fourteen, or or they won like you know twenty to six. It was because their defense was why they were winning those games. That was one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The Legion of Boom. So. I think if he has another bad season statistically, like he is uh, exposed as not that great of a quarterback. And I don't, I don't think that if he does not have a good season in Denver, I don't even think he makes the hall of fame. <laughs> I, I really don't. Yeah. He's definitely going to be fringe for sure. Like, like there's, there's no way to have that big of a drop off by moving on from your original team. Um, and that was bolstered by, like you said, that, that defense, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm, I mean, obviously he's a confident coach in his own right, but if I'm Sean Payton, I'm calling Pete Carroll and being like, what the hell did you do with this guy? How did yeah. you make it so that he was successful? And you just got to figure out what that secret sauce is. Find out what that is and implement it into your system, and we'll see if Sean Payton is able to do that. Uh, Money Mike, who do you have at number two, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I made the mistake in the faux pas of thinking that the Chiefs would be uh, dethroned in this division last year by the Chargers, and I don't think the Chargers really got any better. Or like I think they're kind of kind of be in the same boat as they were last year. Um, and I think that Herbert's got his contract, so that's good for him. Um, so there's not going to be any kind of drama surrounding that for them. They brought in Kellen Moore from Dallas. Um, the kind of a I mean, give him his credit. The Dallas Cowboys had a very high ranked offense for years under him as the offensive coordinator. So we'll see what he can do with a better quarterback because Herbert's a much better quarterback than Dak Prescott is. Um, so we'll see what, what I, I feel like the chargers are one of the teams in the AFC. It's going to be very competitive and is a playoff bound team. Um, I just think that they're not going to, I don't think they're going to be as good as last year. I think they're going to, I don't think they're going to be much worse, but I don't think they're going to be that much better. So I, they're kind of the same to me. We'll see, but yeah, I just there's no way they're better than Kansas City, who won a Super Bowl last year in what was considered for them as a rebuild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, on the roster. Yeah, no, entirely fair. And uh, for the listeners and viewers right now, if my audio just changed substantially, that's because I just realized I've been using the wrong mic this entire time. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, first uh, show of the season, we're really prepared. Exactly. Yeah, first show of the season is still working out some of the cobwebs. 
Um, but yeah, in, in terms of uh, who's coming in second in this division, I would absolutely agree. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I just think if they were able to get an upgrade at head coach, I think I would be a little bit more inclined to pick them at number one, just as like a fun pick. But this is the Chiefs division until we see otherwise. It's very similar to how the AFC uh, East was for all those years. Um, the the Kansas City Chiefs, they're they're they they should be Super Bowl favorites. I mean, as long as you have Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid at at coach and uh, good offensive weapons like that, you you can't pick against them. So I'm picking the Chiefs at one, and the Chargers as two, same as you as well. Yeah, I mean Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is the number one in my opinion coach quarterback combo that's in the NFL right now. I mean, yeah. n- name me one that's better. Uh, you can still have Travis Kelsey there. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like they're the and you compare them to the Patriots, but I, I would compare them to another. Uh, they're kind of like the Golden State Warriors, where it's like Steph Curry's still there. Steve Kerr is still there. I thought Curry you were going to say another damn sports there. podcast. Ah, yeah. Established <laughs> crew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Name a better uh, duo. But... I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't. No, no, OK, fair. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that the question marks for the Chiefs are going to be on their defensive side of the ball, but I think that that's something that they're going to be able to build chemistry throughout the season. And I think that they're just, it's it, when I'm looking at uh, predicting the games from just week one to week 18, I look at who's ever playing Kansas city. Most of the time I'm like, well, Kansas city's going to win. I mean, that's yeah. just one of those gut feeling things. I mean, I, I have the chiefs being not only the number one team in this division, number one seed in the AFC. And that's yeah. saying something because the AFC is really, really tough. But I, I see them going fourteen and three. Okay. I, yeah. think get, I think they'll be beat like three times, and that'll be it. And I mean, the AFC Championship game has been at Arrowhead the last what five years. It's basically an annual tradition now, where it's like, okay, you're in the AFC Championship. All right, buy your ticket to Kansas City. Yeah, you're going it, to Missouri. It really just feels like last year was the the last time that someone was like, okay, some other AFC team other than the Kansas City Chiefs is going to win the Super Bowl. And people were all in on the Bills, you know, uh, other than Money Mike. And Money Mike was right. I mean, Kansas City is the, they're the new Patriots. And until we see another team, whether it's the Bengals, whether it's the Bills or the Jags, whether it's another team, we see them get dethroned the Chiefs, it's theirs to win. And like you said, it's been in Kansas City, the AFC Championship game for years and we'll we'll see if that changes. And you know what's what's because they are the new Patriots of the AFC, and we we saw them play in back to back conference championships against Tom Brady and the Patriots, and they couldn't beat them. And it's kind of reminded me of like the Pistons and the Bulls, where he kept going up against the uh, the Pistons and he couldn't get through. But then once he finally got through, he was able to win all those championships. Talking about Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, and we never really saw the Chiefs beat the Patriots and overcome Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They, B- Tom Brady left <laughs> <laughs> and then came back with Tampa Bay and beat them still. So it's like, it, it's kind of like they, they became the Patriots by default. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, like Tom Brady was still his daddy to the end. You know, it was still yeah. Pat Mahomes daddy to the end, but now it's Pat Mahomes show. And like I said, we will see what happens, but shout out to the burrito in the, the chat here. He says, when are the Chargers getting a better logo? That shit logo. That shit is ass. What What are your thoughts on the Chargers logo? Would you agree? Uh, it's nothing special. 
Yeah, I, you know, I would agree. If if you shape it a little bit, it looks like the Buffalo Sabers logo from like back in like the 2010s. <laughs> that little <laughs> the slug. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does look uh, pretty similar. Um, but yeah, no, I would agree with you, Burrito. It's not the best logo, and I feel like a lightning bolt team could come up with something better. But first of all, Drew, you you and I both know that the New York Giants NY is the most classic logo in the history of football. <laughs> All right, moving on to AFC North action. Um, so, obviously, this division is one that is also very highly contested um, in comparison to some of the other divisions we've just talked about with the West and South. I would say this one is much more contested in terms of the team's uh, talent-wise uh, ability to shock us in terms of maybe there's going to be a team that we were, didn't expect to make it to the playoffs, to win the whole thing, to win the division. Uh, kind of setting the table here. The Steelers are coming back with a very similar team. Um, they have Kenny Pickett at their quarterback position. They they started making a little bit of a run towards the end of last season. They started uh, looking better. Kenny Pickett was starting to figure it out, and I think they were trending upwards. So I think Steelers fans coming into the season are just hoping to see more of the same. Uh, Cleveland Browns, they did not perform well last season. I think a lot of it had to do with the quarterback issues. Uh, Deshaun Watson was out. For an extended period of time last season. And then it was clear when he came back, he was not ready. He was not fully integrated with their offense and he struggled immensely. Um, so I think the Cleveland Browns and their fans are coming into the season hoping for just a clean slate. Hoping that Deshaun Watson lives up to the hype that comes with a player of his caliber. And ho hoping that with uh, Nick Chubb and the backfield that they can uh, put together some great offensive performances and still... Uh, provide a defense that is at worst an average defense and get them into the playoffs. And then we have the two teams in the conference that are obvious or in the division that are obviously the key players in the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. For some odd reason, Money Mike loves the Baltimore Ravens and is always talking about before every season that they're going to go far. Lamar Jackson is finally going to win a string of playoff games and bring success to Baltimore. But it seems like Cincinnati always spoils that conversation because Joe Burrow is that guy. Um, yeah. So uh, before we start talking about the key players, let's talk about who's going to come in third and fourth. I'm very curious to what you think, Mike. Uh, I have the Cleveland Browns coming in fourth. And that's because I just don't think that Deshaun Watson has, he's not the guy he was in Houston anymore. I think not playing for a year of football really does affect a guy. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. We talked about that situation earlier in the show. Um, and I just don't think, um, you know, the Cleveland Browns are just, they're a team that is just destined to be bad uh, all the time. Like they always find a way to screw up good situations for them. Like you get your hands on a good talent quarterback. Well, you picked a guy who has a lot of off the field issues and is uh, not mentally all there. I, I don't know if he was really invested, emotionally invested in it. Cause he has that guaranteed contract. Like, Lots you know, of money. People, you know? <laughs> and so if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I'd be very frustrated going into this year. And I, I, I don't think that those frustrations are going to be solved. I think you're going to be just living a frustrated life of football fandom all season long. Um, so I have them at three and then I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at four. Look, Mike Tomlin's been there for what, 17 years now and has not had a losing season yet. So I think that Kenny Pickett's going to be much better this year. Uh, maybe take a nice uh, sophomore, what do they call it? A sophomore leap or whatever, you know, it's going to be yeah. a much improved second season for him. I think the Steelers are still just because of the conference they play in. I don't have them making the playoffs, but I think like the New England Patriots, they're going to be a team each week that's going to be tough to play. 
um, and is going to beat you up. If you end up winning, you're coming out with a lot of bruises and a lot of um, you. It was a tough game for you to win. Um, but I think that the Steelers will still be competitive. I think the Steelers will win. Probably, I, I see them as being a, a team that's nine and eight, but I can see them being eight and nine. If they get to ten wins, they might be able to be on the playoff thing. But hey, I think man, you can't predict to... them eight and nine, man. They, they, Mike Tomlin does produce a losing season. I know. He just doesn't well, do I, it. No, I have them at nine and eight. I have them at <laughs> nine and eight. So, so let's just put it there. I, I do not see this being his first year as a losing season. And I need Kenny Pickett to be well because he's my second quarterback in my super flags league. So he better better not screw it up for me. Ah, uh, Mitch Trubisky still on the team. I was actually curious, like, where is Mitch these days? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, Pittsburgh's a team that I think that if you're a fan of the Steelers, what you're going to do is you're going to get very excited at the time of year when the NFL playoff machine comes out, and you're going to be playing all the different scenarios of how your team's going to make it. But I think they're going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the wild card. Yeah, and I think you and I have the same thoughts here for three and four. Uh, Cleveland, they're, Nick Chubb is fantastic, one of the best running backs in the league. But he, he's just the perfect indicator of how the running back position just doesn't drive success as much as it used to. Because I think if he was, he's the type, the type of guy that if he was in the league 10 years ago, whatever team he was on would be fantastic just because of how good he is. Mm-hmm. Browns can't, like a team can't be that way though. So Deshaun Watson needs to f- kind of find his old form, you know, play how he used to. And like you said, sometimes guys, they just lose that, uh, drive wants to get paid and he's getting paid a lot of money um so i'm putting them at fourth until uh i see otherwise and then with the steelers i have the same exact thought kind of like a similar kind of they i feel like they're just gonna have a similar season to last year because they have a very similar team and with the improvement of kenny pickett that could bring them in a more upward trajectory but um i just don't think it's enough to usurp the top two teams in this division so I guess now with that, Money Mike, what are your thoughts on the Bengals and Ravens? How do you think they finish? I am curious to hear what what you think. All right, so I texted you when I was going through this rundown. I said there were things I did that surprised me after I was done. And I thought I would have Baltimore winning this division, but I actually don't. I have them at number two. And I have Baltimore being in the playoffs. I think they're going to have a great season because there's been this cloud over the Baltimore Ravens the last couple seasons are – are they going to pay Lamar Jackson? Like Lamar Jackson should be paid. Lamar should get more money than Deshaun Watson. Like it's ridiculous. You know, they're talking about all these different reasons why he wasn't getting paid. They were saying it was a race thing. They were saying it was, uh, you know, he's a running back he, as a quarterback. He's, he's not a quarterback. He, he's injury prone. <laughs> like they had come up with all these different theories why he wasn't getting the contract. Um, and he had basically said goodbye to the Ravens fans in the offseason before he got this contract. He was ready to, to leave. Um, and I think he was going to hold out if he didn't like, and, and, you know, they had, um, speculation that he could have played through his injury last year. Like his injury wasn't that bad, but like, he wasn't going to go out and risk getting more injured and then not get paid at all. Yeah. You know, as a a fan, a Ravens fan, you're frustrated by that, but like you get it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So the Ravens to me, they have a very easy start to their schedule. They're polar opposite of the New York Jets where I think they could start off going 10 and 0. And if you look at the last few seasons when they've when they've been healthy, this is why I'm high on the Ravens. They're always like at the top of the standings in the AFC, not just the North. Every year while Lamar's been playing actively. Yeah. You know, and so that to me is why I have I'm I've, I'm high on them every single year. And now that they don't have this cloud of are they going to pay Lamar? That's done. That drama is done. It's behind them. They can just move forward. They have a great head coach in John Harbaugh, Super Bowl winning head coach. A great ran organization in the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then you bring in 
new weapons for Lamar Jackson to have. I just think they're going to be very dangerous in the AFC, and you better watch out. But, but, I have them losing one more game than Cincinnati. I have the Ravens going 12-5. and five. That's a, that's that's a good record. Yeah. I have the Bengals going thirteen and four. Okay. Because Burrow is him. Joe Burrow's yeah. that guy. I think that I don't know how serious his injury is. And by the way, I factored in that he was going to miss like the first two or three games, and I still have them at thirteen and four because I think that they're that much better than a lot of teams that they play. And yeah. I feel like the I feel like both the Bengals and the Ravens are going to have winning records in the division. And I think that the Bengals. They have, they're the one team that has Kansas City's number. And I think they'll beat Kansas City again in the regular season. So, but I does that mean anything, man? It's all about the playoffs, right? Like, well, I know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I have them winning 13 of their 17 games. I mean, that's a lot. So, um, I just think that Cincinnati with Case and Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, they, they just have so many versatile weapons on their team. Um, I think they're well coached. Again, you were talking about having an offensive minded head coach is more valuable now than having a defensive minded one. I just think the Bengals are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC as a whole. Like if you're looking at the AFC, talking about the gauntlet of of football, each team in the AFC is like an infinity stone. The Bengals, the 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 Ravens, the Jets, the Bills, the Chiefs, all these really valuable teams and really it, it's just it's gonna be so much fun to watch it play out. Yeah. And that is why we started off this season talking about them first. Uh, I have the same setup, Bengals and Ravens uh, first and second. Uh, Ravens being that third team uh, beyond just the Jets and Dolphins to get a wild card spot in the AFC. I think the Chargers are going to be that team that just falls short of a wild card spot because I think them not moving on for Brandon Staley is going to come back to bite them in the ass. Um, so I'm have also going to have the Bengals at number one and Ravens at number two. That, Like you said, the Bengals, it, they are... If it wasn't for the Chiefs, I think the Bengals would just be everybody's favorite. It's like they it's it's like they're one A and one B and they're so close. And it's just exciting to it's gonna be exciting to see them match up this season. Um yeah. but every talking point surrounding the Ravens about Lamar Jackson finally getting paid and his talent, that's gonna be interesting too. Um all right. So that wraps up our so predictions. Other, other than other than the uh the East, you and I have the same division winner for each division. Yeah, which is yeah. fair. The The so, reason the AFC is so interesting isn't because of the, kind of the interdivision parity. It's just the fact that the teams at the top of each division are so good that when it gets to playoff time, it's like nobody knows who the hell is going to win. Like, Yeah. So, all right. So we each have our four division winners. There's three wildcard teams. Who are the three teams you have in your wildcard? So I have the Jets, Dolphins, and Ravens. Okay. I have the Ravens. Chargers and Buffalo Bills. So I have the Dolphins as that team that's on the outside looking in. Yep, and I have the Chargers as that team. So and I, I, I flipped those because I was like the the division's so much stronger in the AFC East that they're going to be beating up on each other. That one team that gets left out, I feel like, will also get left out of the playoffs. Um, so yeah. that's where I came up from that. But I, yeah, I have the Bills as the seventh seed coming in. <laughs> and coincidentally, again, I did not plan this. I, 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 this was one of those surprises to me. This is my seeding of the AFC. Chiefs, Jags, Bengals, Jets, Ravens, Chargers, Bills. So that means that in the wild card, super wild card weekend, because only one team gets a bye, Buffalo Bills going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You didn't have that in your mind at all until it, it ended up that way, huh? It, until it ended up that way, and I just died laughing. I was like, oh, my. 
<laughs> God, I hope that doesn't happen. I really do hope that. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be absolutely electric in terms of how the AFC is going to turn out, man. I am so excited for football. I believe football starts on my birthday, right? September 7th. That is the first September 7th. So yeah, the kickoff of the season. You got Detroit at Kansas City. And just you you brought it up. So I'm going to share this just because I, I, I went through this whole thing. I not only did my predictions for each game, I said, okay, here were the seeds. And I figured out who's going to play who, which round. So it, according to the way that I predicted it, it's going to be Super Bowl Trail Week in the AFC will be Bills at Jags, Chargers at Bengals, and Ravens at Jets. Now that in itself is just a phenomenal weekend of football. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And I have the Ravens beating the Jets, and I have the Bengals beating the Chargers, and I have Jacksonville beating the Bills. So then oh, it'll what be a surprise. It'll be Ravens at Chiefs <laughs> and then Bengals at Jags. Now here's the thing. I have been high on the Ravens, but I can't see them going to Kansas City and winning. So that's why I don't have the Ravens winning the AFC. Okay. So I have the Chiefs going back to the AFC Championship game again in Kansas City, and this year their challenger will be your Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and then we're going to fucking lose lose to them again, aren't we? Yes, yes, but... but <laughs> yes, but... Time, that's, a step. <laughs> that's a step. I mean, conference championship game. You go from the division round to the conference championship. That is a vast improvement. Um, So, I, 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 I'll tell you this. The Bengals at Jags would really be interesting because I feel like the Bengals... I just think the Bengals have a better chance to beat Kansas City than the Jaguars do. Yeah. And so that's where it really it stands for me. Like if Cincinnati can somehow get through the um the regular season and be the number 1 seed, if they have home field advantage, I think they go to the Super Bowl. But I just think the Chiefs will be better record-wise and have home field advantage, and I just don't see anybody going to Kansas City and knocking them off because they're going to be better than they were last year. And if that's the case, I mean, come on. So, I was mad at myself. It's a boring of all the great teams in the AFC, the excitement that's around the AFC, I still have Kansas City winning, and I, I'm mad at myself for having the boring pick. But, but, I, how, I, but how can you not pick? I would do the same thing. I did not go through and make my picks in that way, but like I am picking the Chiefs to win the AFC too until I see otherwise. At this point, like okay. we always try to be fun with these picks, and it never works out. So we're like, okay, yeah. well, we'll just go chalk and see what happens, right? Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, regardless, it's going to be a fun ride to get there. That's kind of how it's been at least personally with uh nfl playoffs is like the playoffs up until like the afc championship game are fun and then the chiefs win and we're just like okay well nobody really cares about the super bowl (laughs) so yeah i mean we touched upon it a little bit but this bill's fatigue uh, from people that are like if i'm watching like espn or fox or listening to a podcast about nfl football last year Everyone was picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. Yep. It felt like they were Vegas's pick. A lot of people were picking them before the season to win the Super Bowl. Everyone was so high on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and even I the year them. before, people were like the Bills are coming. I feel like now people are kind of like, ah, the Bills are the Bills. They're not going to be able to get it done. Like everyone's finally caught up to where I was a year ago, where I'm like, <laughs> they're not that team. They're just not. They're not. Leave, there. leave it to Money Mike to gloat. Leave, leave, you know, leave it to him. No, I, I, how, how much can I go? I picked the Chargers and the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl last year. How'd that work out? They at least both made the playoffs. But <laughs> yeah, you at least got that portion. But all right, well, that will wrap up our uh, predictions for the AFC side. Next week, we're going to do the NFC side. We may potentially have a surprise guest on our show next week. 
to talk a little bit about how disappointing his team has been. I will not say who, but I know that they are listening to this podcast. So I, I will yeah. not say who. I have to verify that they will be able to do it. But I'm going to leave that as kind of a cliffhanger for you all, that we are going to have a very interesting and fun guest next week. I mean, talking about how disappointed you are in your team, that's, I mean, up until this year, that's been the Another Damn Sports Podcast theme. That's I mean, <laughs> just pure disappointment and that's, sadness. That's our, that is that's, been that's ADSP. our mission statement in our mold, you know? <laughs> that's a good point. That is a very good point. All right. Well, signing off here on the first episode of Season 5 of Another Damn Sports Podcast, I am Drew Torres. He is Money Mike Gilcrest. Shout out to everybody in the chat that has been watching and listening. Shout out to everybody who is listening after we recorded this. And enjoy the last couple weeks of off-season football. And take care.